Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once again. This is episode number 225, entitled Send Amazing Curated Newsletters with Curated. It was published on Thursday the 15th of April 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a few bits and pieces before we begin, a few bits of housekeeping like we normally do. Head over to wpbuilds.com, and over there you will find all of the content that we produce. Go to the subscribe page, that's forward slash subscribe, and you'll be able to keep in touch with us over on Twitter, join our Facebook group, and sign up to our newsletters. We've also got a deals page that I mention each week. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week you can find that at wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Go and search there if you you're in the market for something this week related to WordPress, could be plugins, themes, hosting, and there's lots of coupon codes on that page. Another one to mention is the Page Builder Summit. Anshan LaRue and I are running the Page Builder Summit. You can find it at pagebuildersummit.com. What else did you expect? We're running it during May, but we've opened our registration page, and that page really is intended to just allow you to sign up and we will let you know when there's some more details. So that's pagebuildersummit.com. Last year's event was really popular. This year's event is looking to be really good as well. I'd appreciate it if you want to help spread the word about that. The best way is probably just to share the URL pagebuildersummit.com in whatever way you see fit. But please go and sign up so that we can alert you when the registration opens properly. pagebuildersummit.com and the last one, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you have a product or service in the WordPress space, you may want to put it in front of a WordPress specific audience and we can help you with that. A bit like we've done with these two companies. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. You can find out more at cloudways.com. And AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. So you can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, let's get on with the main event, shall we? So today's podcast kind of strays out of our normal WordPress-related content because today we're talking about a SaaS app called Curated. I'm joined by Ashley from the Curated team and we talk about exactly what it does and essentially it allows you to send out newsletters. If you head over to the wpbuilds.com website and you find our newsletter, you can find that in the news archive if you go to the top menu, then you'll see what it looks like. 
like. It allows you to just kind of wander around the internet during the course of your week or month or whatever it may be and use their Chrome extension to tag things as being something that you would like to pop into a newsletter. And then you log into the SaaS platform and then finally make your mind up and you look at the list of things that you've decided to curate and you say, yes, I would like that one and no, I would not like that one. And you decide on which categories they should go in and so on. And then it sends it all out and it keeps you updated about clicks and all of that good stuff. It's a really handy platform. Before I was using Curated, I was using all sorts of different cobbled together solutions. And this just made so much sense to me when I saw it. So I got on board. I'm using it. If you get the WP Builds weekly WordPress newsletter from the This Week in WordPress show, then you'll know what it looks like. Categorized, curated news, fabulous platform. Have a listen to what Ashley says, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast. You've reached the interview section. Today I am joined by Ashley Gattuso. Hi there, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. We're going a little bit off message. Usually the WP Builds podcast talks about WordPress and not much else, but uh, I thought this was going to be a really interesting episode, largely because it's a tool that I adopted, oh, I'm going to say about probably about three months ago now. Um, I've actually put down a whole bunch of WordPress things that I'd configured and cobbled together in favor of something called Curated. Now, Curated, I probably won't do justice if I explain what it does. So I'm going to hand over to Ashley and ask us, well, ask her to say, what is it? What is curated? Sure, sure. It's a tough one to to do an elevator pitch for because it does so much. So I'm going to try to fit this into like two sentences. Okay. Curated is an email building and sending tool that lets users collect links through, through multiple ways. There's a Chrome extension. There's a way to feed in um, some products that you use for curation, as well as secretly emailing yourself um, a link that you stumble across. So it's a way to gather and collect content and then to import it into your newsletter template and send that and while you send it, you simultaneously publish a web version with searchable archives of what you've put in that newsletter. So it brings the workflow from discovery of something you want to share to sharing it into one tool. Yeah. And it does it sublimely well, I have to say. The the reason that I started looking um, at solutions like curated was simply because like I said I had I had configured a way to do this on my own through WordPress but I was getting very weary of the backwards and forwards the toing and froing of finding the content copying a link storing it somewhere because I don't know I might have discovered it on my phone or something like that and I couldn't really make use of it so I would save it into Evernote and then from Evernote I would you know have to go and open the page again and copy and paste the links and what what curated does is it makes all of that happen really trivially and we'll go into the features a little bit later but the 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 reason that I like it so much is because it takes takes far less time to do something that I was already doing so it's perfect for me I have a I have a newsletter which goes out about WordPress news and every week I was 
producing exactly the kind of content that curated was designed to to cur- curate more more speedily so it was literally perfect it was like a match made in heaven I, I, I swear there couldn't have been a better customer at the right time than me I was you know I discovered your tool and it was like okay just just tell me what to do to buy it and that's that's where we're at so what's the URL how do we find curated it's curated.co Okay, so curated.co, and if you go over there, you'll be able to see all of the, you know, the usual advertising materials and, and what have you. But let me explain my workflow, and, and I'd be curious to know if I'm making any missteps, because this is the way it works for me. I basically look around the internet and read WordPress news every week. Now I have a Chrome extension, which has the little curated logo. And when I find something that I feel is shareable, that I feel that people in this community would like to to look at, I click the button and then it brings up a pop-up. So a new window, which sits on top of, and that's important, it's not like taking up the whole focus. It occupies like a small portion of the screen. And Inside of that are a a bunch of fields. One of them is the title field, and it pre-populates the title of the piece of content that you've just curated. It takes the link. So sometimes I have to scrub out like UTM parameters before I click the button because I've gone through some kind of, I don't know, um, I've gone through somebody's affiliate link or something, and I want to remove that. But assuming that I've done that, it puts that in. It will also take anything that I've highlighted off the page. So if there's a, an opening paragraph, which I think just sums that article up beautifully, I can I can highlight that and that also comes in for the ride. And then additionally, I get to categorize my newsletter and I've selected about eight or nine categories. And at that point I can say, okay, in the next issue, please just shove it into the community category or the plugins category or whatever it might be. And then finally, the piece de resistance, you can, you can on, with some third-party tool, like I use a, an app called Cloud App, I take a little screenshot, a little grab of a part of the page that I think, you know, maybe they've got some um, thumbnail art or something like that, and then I just stick that in, and then I press a button. Now, that took about 50 times longer for me to explain how to do it than it actually <laughs> takes to do it, because it literally takes four seconds. Previously, I reckon it took me at least a minute, a minute and a half to do what honestly takes me about four seconds in curated. Then after that, when that's all finished and you're ready to publish your article, you go to the curated website and you simply say, I want that one to be in, that one, that one, that one, that one, and then you're done. You can set it all up so that it's scheduled. You don't have to think about it. You can obviously write additional content if you like. So it's an absolutely fabulous tool. How, how long have you been around doing this? Curated was, I, I feel like it was started in 2011. So it's around a nine or 10 year old product. I did an interview with the founder, Dave Verwer of iOS Dev Weekly recently, and we recorded that. So it's over on YouTube. And it was really interesting the way it came about because he decided he wanted to launch a newsletter about iOS development. And then he realized through the process that he wanted a better tool set to, to support his workflow. Mm-hmm. So he, he really built it to work for the newsletter creator as he was in the mind of, of needing something to do that himself. 
right so eight or nine years what's the mm-hmm. what's the the sort of angle of why would people want to curate a newsletter? I feel that our audience is going to be a bit like, well, we can just publish stuff on the internet. We're all good with WordPress. You know, why not just publish posts on the internet? What what's the what's the significant difference between having something that goes out to email as opposed to just putting stuff on a on a web page? Good question. So I was discussing this with someone the other day, and they asked me about the fact that. Um, I support having your newsletter content on your domain and have that be a searchable archives of content. So reason number one is like, I would love if someone went to my site every day, right? You would love if someone visited your WordPress site every day or signed up to your RSS read because they wanted to know what you had posted recently. Right. Right. But um, in this day and age with marketing, a lot of stuff is gated. Like there are these ebooks and there's good content that's gated with the intention of getting your email, mm. right? To trap you into a nurture sequence of some sort or a way to, um, to be marketed more to, to be sold something. And the premise of, of having that out in the public where someone can go and browse the entire archives of what you've published, but they have the option to subscribe changes the meaning of that opt-in, right? Because now that email address is being given to say, I, I want to know when you've posted something new, I want to be notified. And so it it changes that dynamic. Now, remind me the question again, because I know I had a part two and I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah. So it was, what's the the benefit, I guess, of having something Mm -hmm. go into people's email inboxes as opposed to just putting something out on the internet and relying, let's say, on Google and search results and all of that? Sure. Okay. So for me... A newsletter is intended to build trust and deepen a relationship between the creator and the consumer. So a newsletter serves as a, a frequent touch point, however often that's being sent, weekly, monthly, fortnightly, whatever cadence feels right with you. And it actually builds trust in a serving sort of way because your content content marketing is all about serve, make deposits, do so much for your reader that when it's time to sell them something or remind them that you sell something, like whatever your stance on hard selling or soft selling is, that that you have already earned the right to promote. Yeah. So to to be in someone's inbox is an intimate place to be because they have now decided to invite you into that space so you can either you can either wreck your relationship with them or mature it by what you the way you respect their inbox right mm. because we all have emails that we delete before we even open them and then we all have emails that we we see the subject line or the sender and we smile. So curated is intended to support an email newsletter that 
create that moment, that smile when it's seen um, in your inbox. And I will add to that that there is um, there's a power to curating beyond what you are creating yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you do that, you have you have then said like, hey, your needs are important to me. And I might not have the bandwidth to create five new posts per week about something that's important to you in your industry or will help you. But I do have the bandwidth to follow certain keywords and to pick out the very best of what it is that um, you should know to help you in your business, Yeah. especially if you're in a service business, because now you are, you're using the ability to connect them to something helpful that all you had to do was build that little bridge instead of, you know, writing this long SEO article that is intended to be discovered. Uh, now, now you've just gotten them straight to the helpful information. So yeah. a good balance of, of original and curated content can take you into a weekly cadence versus a monthly it's it's quite interesting because over on wp builds we produce podcast episodes basically it's audio and um and i can curate those in the same Mm -hmm. simple way into the newsletter as i can any other piece of content that i find i think we should probably try and clear something up at the at this point because it may be that people are thinking well this is just mailchimp isn't it can't i just use mailchimp to do a lot of this kind of stuff and of course it's it's really not the the focus here is on you finding content as well as supplementing it with your own content but the i'm guessing the the uvp here is we just make it so much more simple to to find stuff out on the internet and drag it in Uh, actually that's not true you don't make it easier to find content you just make it easier to drag the content that you've already found into the newsletter and just take care of all of that as opposed to MailChimp where you would have to go back to the whole copy and paste exercise right now we do make it easy to connect something if you use something like pocket or anything that has a zapier or even an integrately um interface because our API allows you to hook into once you have, like in Pocket, if I mark something as favorite, then it can zap into curated as a collected item. So there are certain connections you can make like that if you are a big time uh, user of a tool that follows certain websites for you or certain keywords for you. Right, I but didn't actually the, know um, that. That's really helpful because I have um, I have a the 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 required bits and pieces, the Zapier and what have you, and I'm I'm suspecting that it would be possible for me. In my case, there's still a there's still an issue if I discover something on on my mobile phone when I'm out, you know, sitting outside and what have you, and I think that'd be good. Currently, I've got no way of doing it, but if I was to link that to Zapier and then tag it in a certain way then I could have that automatically go in. That's great. Good to know. Good tip. Mm-hmm. I have a mobile phone trick for you. Ooh. So if you are reading an article that you know you want to put in your upcoming newsletter or in your collected items, you know how you, um, on an iPhone, I don't speak Android, so on my I'll, iPhone, I'll translate I- into Android for you. Okay, at the bottom, you know, square with an arrow in it that means share yep. somehow, right? Yep. And then you pick 
I use Gmail. And then you add in the to field, the name of your newsletter, because you have saved that as a contact, right? Got it. Every curated, every curated publication. So you can have multiple publications under one account. Every publication has a secret email address that you can use to send something to collected items. Got it. So I just pick, so it's, it's maybe as few steps as the Chrome extension. Yeah. Um, because it's share the name and then I can choose if I want to, to, um, to copy and paste and copy, which would take it a little bit longer. Right. right uh, but right. I can also, I can also add the tag word for whatever category. I want it to be filed under. Ah, this is nice. Just loose, just loosely in the email, and then it will go there. Yeah. Um, so it'll be waiting for me. This is perfect. So we've we've basically got the exact same um, thing going on on the Android side. We, we have a slightly different icon. We got like, these three dots, but you click share. I could, I could, in my case, I could use Gmail again and follow those exact same set of rules. And yeah, I mean, it, it's it's probably not quite as fluid for me uh, as using the Chrome extension, but it it sounds great. The amount of time times that I've just had to trawl through my browsing history. It's actually amazing how quickly you can fill up your browsing history to discover the thing that I was looking at because I knew I wanted to include it. And that that is that's a nice little trick. Yeah, I like that. The um so that that you can but you can also do this kind of stuff with uh, like you said Zapier and whatever apps connect to Zapier you could in some way I could um, tag something or put it in a folder in Evernote and it would then get sucked out of Evernote up to to curated that's also possible right Yes yes you just have to go in and test um, because our API is open to it's like a if this happens in app A, that triggers the link to be collected into curated. Like yeah. that's the action you want to pick. Yeah. So um, it's it's great for people who want like a two-step process sometimes. Like they want, um, like say I set up Google Alerts, right? Mm -hmm. I like Google Alerts and the um, the feeds that those give me. And and being able to go through, but there's a lot of junk yeah. when you're yeah. when you're saying like, give me all the keywords for the word, uh, give me all the hits for newsletter in the last week, right? And so I need a filtration process because I don't want all of that waiting for me in curated. I want it. I want to send the best to curated, you know, because I don't want five thousand links waiting for me in collected items. Yeah. So um, it's it's wonderful if you like everyone has their way of working best. Right. <laughs> so to me, it's nice to keep it um, to go through the junk and get it deleted and then have the good things uh, put into curated. Yeah. And so but, this, this, but we may be changing that UI in the future, like oh. there may be a way, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of a interesting concept. I'd love to study how most people like that workflow to work because we want to, we want people to be able to stay where they are and incorporate it into their existence. Yeah. Well, I, I've got some ideas for you about that, but we'll, mm -hmm. we'll leave those until after the, the podcast is over. Actually, just, just on that point, I'll drop the URL so that if you haven't seen my version of it, 
then you can see what Curated actually looks like on the front end. And you just go to news.wpbuilds.com. So that's news.wpbuilds.com. And obviously, you can work out from that that you've got the op- op- opportunity to have a sort of custom domain. Um, now, one of the things that I also really liked is that you took care. I mean, essentially, there's there's the curated way of this looking. You have you have customization options, like you can change the way um, certain colors, the background colors and what have you, and you can put little icons so that the different categories look slightly different and so on. But but you've just taken all of that pain away. You know, when you go to a curated website, assuming you've got a, a, a couple of photos lying around which represent your brand, you're off to the races straight away. And I really enjoyed the fact that it, it honestly took me about 20 minutes to set up. It was just a question of which background image is the most appropriate dimensions and you were off. Uh, so that side of things was really good. A couple of things that I would mention as well Um it looks great when it's delivered to the inbox. You know, the, the version that you see on the the screen in the browser looks fabulous, but you can be sure that the version that you see, <clears throat> excuse me, inside your email client will also look fabulous. But I, I don't really study this too much. Do you go out of your way to making sure it doesn't just look nice in Gmail and whatever email client? Do you do, you do that work? Do you make sure it, you're keeping up to date with all that? I do. I do. So, and I would advise that to anyone using any email client. You mentioned earlier that this is not MailChimp and you're right because that's what our founder started his newsletter on and he like built his own template and used it in MailChimp and it, he ran into trouble. So when he built Curated, um, he built what we, what we talk about as a rock hard template. Uh, or rock solid, I suppose. And and part of that is in that it's completely customizable, but within a framework that right. he built that that is very hard to break. Yeah. <laughs> and and you will notice when you do highlight text and it pulls it into the Chrome extension or wherever, the formatting is taken out. And yep. part of the reason of that is um, if you've been doing email for for any amount of time, you'll notice that some clients, particularly Gmail, like to do this thing called clipping. And that means that the entirety of your email is not showing, especially yes. the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah. And the bottom of it is where your unsubscribe usually lives, right? And so a lot of people will get clipped and then when someone wants to unsubscribe and they can't figure it out because we're not all Gmail geniuses and know, oh, I've got to click those three dots and this and this, they will just go mark it as spam. And yeah. then it's, it's hurting the sender uh, because of that. So he went to great efforts with the formatting to make sure that there's not so much excess code in there that you might get with um, like a drag and drop builder mm-hmm. uh, that has code in there that you might not even be using, right? It's just, it lives there because it needs to be in case you do use it, right? And so um, it, it delivers well and it looks really good in a lot of clients. Yeah. Occasionally I will have someone tell me, Hey, this looked funky in outlook. And then we figure out that it was because they forwarded it 
from okay. another account to an Outlook. So we we try to stay on top of that because that's that's one thing that we we know our users want is for their emails to look really good in any display. And um, it it looks very similar to the way it does on your web version. Yeah. In, in most email clients. Yeah, the, the, probably the best way to describe it is it looks like a full-width layout with just a, a, a bunch of rows. And the, the customization really is background colors, fonts. font. I can't even remember if font colors was an option, but I've yes. stuck with what looks like probably black. Um, and then you can you can alter the way that the icons for the different sections and whatnot look. But it's, it's like a, a, a really readable, I'm guessing it's something like about 800 pixels wide, uh, column just going dead center with the background colors going full width and then uh, as you change to different categories that background color might change and I've tried to do that so I've, I've kind of messed it up because I went with two different variants I went with a gray and a and a white and then a gray and a white and if I miss a category out I end up doubling ah. up so it's always white <laughs> so that's a mistake that I've got to fix at some point I, sh I should vary them ever so slightly but you'll notice if you go to news.wpbuilds.com everything's taken care of so like the whole sign up process on the on the top of every single newsletter should somebody stray upon it and not be subscribed already and have received it through the email you you've got a subscribe form and all of that's just taken care of it it's wonderful but also you might notice on our uh, if you scroll down, I don't know, probably about a fifth of the way through, you'll notice there's advertising as well because we like to put advertising uh, materials into our newsletters. We've got a one at the moment for a plugin, and uh, it takes care of all of that as well. And that was a mm -hmm. really big headache for me on the WordPress side because I had to do it all manually. Whereas there's a, I, I didn't have to configure any of this. Along the along with the advert comes a button saying sponsor this week in WordPress, um, and then if somebody does that, then they can find the next issue that's available for sponsorship, and they can just book it. Um, it's brilliant. Thank you. I love that feature. I love that um, when it was built, it was built to support whatever type of newsletter you wanted to have, whether you wanted to add sponsorship opportunities or not. And the sponsorship, I will, I will say right now, because I, I use the tool, I'm very meta with it, right? I'm doing a newsletter about newsletters <laughs> for newsletter creators. <laughs> and the only sponsorship in that newsletter is about four fifths of the way down when I give a little curated news plug because I'm I'm trying to remind my users what's new and curated mm -hmm. and anyone who is um, considering our product or just subscribe to the newsletter because they're interested in creating newsletters uh, of, of our tool set and our features and so it's very subtle but if you are publishing a newsletter and you're thinking of taking on advertising the my background is in magazine journalism and there was a time period when it was very popular for advertisers to come in and do something that was called advertorial. And that is sponsorships that read like editorial content, but are very clearly labeled as an ad. Right. And those actually perform quite well because they went to the efforts to, to make the content the same as 
the editorial content. Like it, it served the same purpose as, as what the reader opened that magazine for. And I read something the other day that was interesting is that no one, no one reads ads. People read content and some of it happens to be ads. Yeah. And so the, the way that curated sponsorship section was built to support sponsorships was in these editorial type sponsorships that is in the flow of the newsletter is clearly identified as a sponsorship, but is useful information to the target audience of both the writer and the sponsor. Yeah, I mean, it, it just works really well. We, we've, we've taken the approach that we're going to just sort of put one in and it actually marries up with something that goes in the podcast as well. So not only does it um, have a, a place in this in this um, in this newsletter, but it also goes on the main website and it goes in the the audio content. In fact, it'll be a, a surrounding what we're saying right now. Um, so there's a little bit of extra work going on there. But it, yeah, it, it's just a really a really nice slick way of doing it. And again, just like all these other things. It, it just created a load of space in my week that I didn't need to de- dedicate to this kind of stuff. It just sort of automates all of that and, and it works really well. There's a there's an archive. There's an option to to look at the, the latest issue. It's got all of the bits and pieces that you'd want, really. It, in essence, it, it's got the newsletter delivery side plus a, a working functional web presence as well. Um, but it very much is about sort of curating content. Now, this is this is one thing that I never really have tried to do with it, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. You mentioned a bit ago that you think it's a good idea to do a blend of um, your own writing plus the, plus the curated side of things. I don't really do that. I just write one little paragraph at the beginning saying roughly what's coming up, and then we're into the, the links because that's what this newsletter has always been about and always will be about. But what's the what's the writing experience like? Because I'm not really that familiar with Markdown, and I have to I have to confess that I've made quite a lot of mistakes putting the wrong kind of bracket around links when I've been doing it. Um, got them the wrong way around, and so the link just doesn't work. Tell us about how you actually write your own content. Are you re- better off writing it somewhere else and copying and pasting it in, or are you okay writing inside of Curated? I have a long intro. Usually, because that's that's my little way of like building rapport and having a narrative beginning, right? So I usually like to tell a little story, and because that is longer, I tend to use um, like uh, Google Docs yep. for that, and and refine that because it's just a longer form intro. Granted, I don't get clipped. So yay for, you know, being able to go along and not get clipped. But when I do that part, I usually paste it in. When I am curating links and writing my commentary about those links, I typically do it in the template itself. Like I I am very much a grab it when I see it and maybe grab a paragraph or two that I know will inspire my commentary. Mm-hmm. When I'm on the go, yeah, and then later when I am sitting down to put out tomorrow's issue, I will I will revisit that content that I grabbed, and quite possibly go back to the article. But um, I tend to over curate, 
And so if I have, I don't know, like seven or eight categories, I'm just guessing, I might have five contenders for each category that I know I want to get down to one or two mm-hmm. per category. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my like refinement process is putting them into the builder using the drag um, like up and down to kind of prioritize what I think is the best content. Yep. And then I will use um, kind of like closely related stories that I feel like, oh, this one's more important and that one is like just an extra. I will just tuck it into um, the longer piece as a related. Like yep. I will delete it as a, a, a big link and make it um, just nest within the the longer piece and i usually either like to bring in a quote or give a little context as to why i think this is worth reading Mm -hmm. and i think that is going to vary per creator and per target recipient because you kind of learn what amount of context your reader wants right and yep. then you you test uh, based on that. And one thing that I can tell you, uh, you were talking earlier about categories. And if you didn't have one appear in an issue, then you might end up with a background uh, not alternating the way you had intended. Mm-hmm. And I think that as a content marketer and a former editor, <laughs> I have a true appreciation for the way this was built with those categories because it delivers category-specific data that then you can tell based on the popularity of your categories because mm-hmm. we tell you these are your most popular categories and these are the most popular links within those categories over different periods of time then you can start to see what your audience is engaging with the most. Yeah, this is a whole nother side of the the experience that I, I haven't really checked into yet just because I'm waiting for that data to sort of fill itself out. So that's that's all going to be fresh to me when I go, but that that's fascinating. There's There's all the analytics built in as well. Superb. Yeah, so I would say, you know, if, if your audience is going to be good with like a quick, you know, like meta, um, in in journalism, we used to call that like a nut graph, Hmm. which is basically the, the thesis of what this article will be about. If, if that's the context you need to provide for them to decide to click or not to click. Great. If you're trying to build a little more personality and give a, like, here's why I think this is important for you to read. Or say with a, um, sometimes if I include a video or a podcast, I might say, give a timestamp of when it gets really good. Because that's the kernel of like goodness that I'm trying to promote. Because Mm -hmm. not everybody has like time to go watch my one hour video about so-and-so. But they might be very interested in particular in the conversation we had about a certain topic. Hmm. Yeah. So it shows your reader that you have taken the time to validate why the content is being sent to them. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, just great platform. I'm just, for, just from a sort of slightly selfish point of view, I'm very keen to know 
if there is a, a sort of public-facing roadmap or indeed anything that isn't on a roadmap that you know is coming? Because now that I've I've just looked and I've put 12 issues out, so that's one a week, so I'm three months into my journey. And, and I'm keen to know what's coming down the pipe in the days, weeks, and months to come. Sure, sure. So Caitlin is our um, CTO. And she has been the lead developer for curator curated for a few years. And we have been creating, she and Calvin working together, a public facing roadmap that should go live within the next few weeks. So it might even be live by the time this airs. Yeah, and be, if yeah. so, if if so, I will send you that link. But the big things on the horizon, we just made some changes. Um, and as you know, in development, you you say our goal is this and then you backstep to figure out the things you've got to do to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. And so we figured out that if our next big launches are paid newsletters where there'll be like a Stripe integration. And if you want to create a paywall, then, um, then you can launch a paid newsletter. Interesting. And to back that up, you would then need to be able to have private newsletters, right? Right. So uh, subscribe, but it's still behind the paywall kind of thing. Yeah. And to back that up, we needed to create this ability. And I'm excited about how this is going to serve agencies. So what we just did is changed up like user permissions, because previously, if you had access to multiple publications, um, you might have to log into different accounts. But now all of the publications, you as a person with a curated profile um, or account, uh, you, you have different permissions on different publications, right? So you might be the owner, the admin, or just a contributor. Because we want curated to be a team tool that a team of 12 writers could be collecting links to the same account and then taking um, their role as editor of this Monday's issue or this section of this newsletter. So what we did is made it a lot friendlier to agencies because you can have as many publications under one account as you want to, but you don't want your clients from business A seeing content from business B. Right. 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 And so that's all working smoothly right now. So anyone can come in and, um, build an account and then add contributors to specific publications under that account. It all works smoothly. So that has been like the reverse engineering of getting to paid. And then beyond paid, we are taking sponsorships and expanding what you can do within that from end to end. So right now it serves if someone wants to reach out because they go to the sponsorship page of your newsletter, which we allow you to automatically create based on some information you feed into it, um, they can now go beyond requesting the open spot to, or they will be able to, I shouldn't say can, that's a big project, Um, but they'll be able to request the spot, get it confirmed, put their, um, send you their creative. Yep. And go back and forth in a workflow. Nice. Of approvals. Yeah. Approve the ad content and pay. 
all within the system. Yeah. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, that, because that we is. Because we think that that's missing. Yeah. I think that's really great because at the moment, it, I said that you could sort of organize it all. It, at the moment, it's more of a an introductory service, isn't it? You know, it tells you that somebody is interested and then you kind of take it from there. And you, you have to sort of go in and assign a particular ad that you've created to a particular issue, as, as they're called. Um, each newsletter is called an issue. And, and I mean, it's considerably quicker already than what I was previously doing. But I can see that if it could have been taken care of, by you and all I had to do was just examine that it actually was in fitting with what I was trying to the message I was trying to put out so in my case it would be you know are these people in WordPress are they doing something that I'm interested in having as a sponsor and then just click a button and it goes in that's great that's really good you um the permissions model brings up a question which has never really occurred to me because I just do it all myself but do you well, and also because our audience, there's a lot of people who are constantly trying to figure out additional ways to make revenue from their website building agency. Do you have do you have a lot of people doing this as a career for other people, if you know what I mean? Do, do people curate other people's newsletters as a job? They do as part of like... Um maybe an agency like a marketing agency right. or specifically a content marketing agency yeah. so even when i was freelance um because i used to work i used to do social media and newsletters for a couple of different clients this would have been a dream because i could have had every instead of signing into all of their different accounts <laughs> i could have had them all under one curated uh account yeah and and shared access to their publications or vice versa had them set up the publication and put me on it as the contributor right um but larger agencies are starting to adopt this and we are coming up with um, more ways to support that and i'm not even talking larger agencies as in like you know how many million dollar businesses they serve just people who have a lot of clients yeah right yeah. And, and so because um, our pricing is based on list size, if you are serving a client, then you have one account, but you have multiple clients, those publications can all be under your account. Right. And um, we've thought of it as a potential incubator because if, if they grow so big, which let's talk about that, that's a good problem. <laughs> if you say, hey, you've, you've got 2,000 subscribers limit under my curated account, then when you grow past that, we need to get you your own or whatever. Um, that, that's, a good, that's a good issue to have with yes. a client because you've then grown them beyond yours. But you can, you know, just as if you were managing marketing automation for multiple clients and you had your master HubSpot account and put them under that, like your markup is whatever your markup is. Right, right. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really nice model in the in the WordPress space. We we're constantly looking for ways to supplement the income. So often it's maintaining people's websites. It might be doing some SEO work or marketing work or figuring out how to get leads through a lead capture funnel or something like that. That's the kind of work that tends to tends to be out there. But this is just a really new one, and genuinely, it hadn't occurred to me until about four minutes ago that this could be an ancillary service that you could provide. You know, why not? You know, you've got your business. We're, we'll just 
throw us throw us the dollar amount each month and we'll just take care of your newsletter. Um, here's the platform. We'll do it. We'll even give you the magic email so that you can put stuff into the queue should you wish to. Yeah, it's a really nice angle. I think that's something that probably a lot of our in, uh, readers will be interested in uh, listening to. Yes, I used to do that for, for multiple magazines. Yeah. And um, it was a fun gig because you, you kind of got to go sleuthing the internet. Yeah, and it and it goes goes back to your point a minute ago about all the permissions model. You know, if in the future when curate, curated has addressed those things and made it so that you can share permissions, the permissions more, are yeah. already they're all set and good to go. So nice. we went through that, and now we are very, very, very close to launching private, and then some smaller things that we have done that are coming close to fruition are. Um, uh, well, I should mention we launched an affiliate program, but then another smaller thing is we added a um, like an auto image grab that we're testing mm-hmm. for the Chrome extension that will will grab the um, image that the site creator uh, categorizes as the social share yep. image yep. of the site. So that will speed up the image process for those of um, those users who like to have the images in there. And then we also have um, down the road, some more like many, like we are not a marketing automation platform, <laughs> but we have some segmentation and uh, workflows and things like that, that would basically roll into, we are going to add the ability to send just an email to that list of subscribers. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Cause at um, the minute it's or send to, send to all. Sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or, that... or a sequence of emails. So like those things are coming, they will, they will, you know, like if you're choosing a marketing automation platform, they will supplement your newsletter in that way, but it is very much a newsletter first platform. Right. And um, we have some ideas in the works for uh, larger marketing teams who are on some of those platforms that would be a different pricing model altogether, but would allow it to um, be synced with their uh, software. So if you created the newsletter in curated, but you're using Marketo, then our intention is to make it easy to send it through Marketo. Okay. So that you're like, cause some people are doing like um, lead scoring. Right. And, right. And more complicated, like how many CTAs has this person clicked, et cetera. And so that is how it will roll in one day in, into that need. So we're, we're testing a lot of, um, directions to take and we're very excited because we we get a lot of feedback from our users yeah about what they would like to see and then we like hold that up to our vision for the product yeah and and kind of figure out which of those things align with our ultimate goal which is to be the premier newsletter tool it's um, on the it, market. It's a great goal. I have to say, in terms of the support, I, I, I've I've not had a need to call out to support because anything's gone wrong. 
I've only had to call out because I'm, I was confused by the way things worked. And I, I think you mentioned Caitlin. Is that the lady's name? Um, she was she was right back to me. You know, um, I, de- I didn't have to wait a day. The support was great. Everything got straightened out. And I think even in a couple of cases, she a couple of things got amended just so that it would work for me, which was really nice. Um, That's the great thing when you have a developer watching the support. Kit, yeah, right? yeah. Because the developer can just fix it. Um, we have also recently created a role and that is a customer success manager. And so Seth, I don't know if you have engaged with him, no, no. Um, but he is now taking on success in an intentional way, which I think if you run a company, especially a SaaS company and you're listening to this, or if you are the victim of SaaS companies not doing this, <laughs> you'll find it refreshing. But our our vision for the company is also that everything is driven. Every decision we make is driven by customer success. So in other words, what about project X supports the success of our customers? Mm, that's nice. Yeah, it's nice to hear the, the pricing, uh, which obviously would be crucial to know you can find at curated.co forward slash pricing Obviously, it's subject to change, caveat emptor, but at the moment, it's um, it's on a uh, zero to 500 subscribers is one price. Then you go from 500 to 2,500, and then it jumps in blocks, which incrementally get bigger and bigger. Um, and so, obviously, your subscriber count is going to factor into that. I've got to say, I'm very, very pleased with my investment in it. It's worked flawlessly. I haven't had one single thing which didn't behave as it ought to. So uh, props and bravo, you know, I'm really pleased with the way it's working. Um, Just before we go, I'd like to say thank you, first of all, for coming on the WP Builds podcast. If anybody wants to get in touch with you or Curated, what's the best way of doing that? Okay, so the site um, has like a little question mark button somewhere on it, and that's um, going to take you to a form. But that form is going to send information to support at curated.co. Okay. So that's that's how you can directly ask a question there. I am Ashley Gattuso. I am on LinkedIn and very active there. So if you um, want some newsletter strategy talk or anything along those lines, go check out my profile and my posts because I, in addition to optinweekly.com, which is my curated newsletter about newsletters, <laughs> um, in both of those places, I do talk a lot about newsletter strategy and marketing. So if those are topics you want to follow, maybe that you want to curate, um, go ahead over there and engage with me, uh, connect and just introduce yourself. Let me know you heard this and I will be excited to, you know, answer your questions or to get you pointed in the right direction with newsletter strategy. Okay. Thank you very much. Curated.co is the URL one more time. Ashley, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Very nice to chat to Ashley all about Curated and what it can do. As I said, I'm using it for the WP Builds This Week in WordPress 
newsletter, which goes out every Tuesday. It allows me to simply create that newsletter content with the minimum of fuss. And I really, really like the way that the newsletters are output. They obviously take the, the heavy hitting of the deliverability and all of that, which is another thing that you just don't have to worry about. So if you've got any comments about that, if there was something in there that you thought was interesting, please go to wpbills.com and find the episode number. It's number 225 and leave a comment there or join our Facebook group wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook and leave a link there. I'm also trying to make more use of Twitter. So if you want to go to at wpbuilds and give your comment over there, you should be able to find something related to post 225. But anyway, I'd be interested to see if I can start to use Twitter a bit more because I'm a bit of a novice about it. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that ensures simplicity, performance and security. It offers cloud servers from five different cloud providers that you can manage through its intuitive platform. Some of the features include 24-7 support, free migrations and dedicated firewalls. You can check it all out at cloudways.com. And AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, that's all we've got for you this week. I will, of course, be back next Thursday doing a podcast episode, but this time I will be chatting through one of the letters A to Z of WordPress with my good friend David Wormsley. Don't forget to join me and Paul Lacey, the co-host of This Week in WordPress. We do that every single Monday, 2pm UK time, live at wpbuilds.com forward slash live and then I release that with the curated newsletter on Tuesday at 7am. If you haven't subscribed to that go to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and do so. I hope you have a good week, stay safe, I'll fade in some cheesy music and say bye bye for now. <laughs>